Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. I'm Zach. And I'm Darcy. We're an LDS couple who struggled with unwanted pornography in our marriage for many years. What was once our greatest struggle and something we thought would destroy us has become our greatest blessing and triumph. Our hope is that as you listen to our podcast each week, you'll be filled with hope and healing and realize that you too can thrive beyond pornography and create the marriage you have always desired. Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography. We're so glad you're here and we believe in you. Hey everybody, welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography. I'm your host, Zach Spafford. This week, I want to talk about pornography and your sense of self. So one of the most challenging things that happens to pornography users when they choose pornography, contrary to their own moral values, is the destruction or the, you know, really the diminishing of our sense of self. It's not like you're just going to, like, you're going to watch porn one time and your sense of self is going to get destroyed. There's a lot going on here. And I just want to go through a couple of these things. But the the number one driver of this diminishing or destruction of the sense of self is the shame among those of us who have struggled with pornography and those who are currently struggling with pornography. And you, you've probably experienced this, right? If you view pornography and you're also a, opposed to viewing pornography, then this sense of shame has kind of probably permeated what's going on with you around your choice. So today I'd like to break down what this looks like so that you can get a handle on what's happening and maybe offer you one thing that you can do to appropriately address your brain when it offers you porn. So when I struggled with porn, I found the two internal conversations that that my brain was having were pretty typical as I tried to quit, right? The first conversation with Heavenly Father, right? So I was like reaching out to my Heavenly Father, I was praying. And that centered around him taking away this problem. So I would, uh, you know, I, I would be so much better at everything if he would just solve this for me. So that's kind of how my prayers were structured. But the second was around how this would be the last time. And I would use all my willpower and motivation to make that happen. And essentially, each time I wanted to quit porn, I would have a talk with myself about how I was going to be strong and not let it happen again. Meanwhile, I was asking God to take over my agency, so I, I never wanted to choose porn again. So I don't think that first part, you know, I don't I don't think that I recognized, uh, you know, how that operates within the structure of what I believe is is my faith, right? And here's what that did to me. First, I didn't recognize or understand that God would not interfere with my agency. So I was, in effect, asking him to do something that I don't believe that he was or is willing to do based on my current understanding of agency. Basically, I believe that agency requires that we're able to make choices for ourselves. And that means that when we ask God to take away our choice to view pornography, I don't think that's in line with his commitment to our independence of agency. So, you know, just being aware of that, you know, this particular post isn't entirely about this, but this is a typical conversation that's going on in the minds of people who are morally opposed to overcoming pornography that I wanted to address that as part of this conversation. And when he didn't stop me, you know, when I would go to Heavenly Father and be like, hey, do this, stop me from choosing pornography or stop me having having these desires or whatever, 
when he didn't do that, when he didn't stop me from having feelings, desires, or choosing porn, that in turn impacted my faith. And, you know, I was a bit frustrated and I was like, well, is he ever going to answer this prayer? And whether, you know, I felt worthy to receive that love or his blessings, right? And you may not feel this way. I know I did. So I thought I would, you know, just be an important thing to share with you in the hopes that if you have felt this way at all, or haven't quite been able to articulate this, that you might be able to do that now and and move through that particular issue. And, you know, obviously, if you have more questions on this, I can go into a whole thing on this particular topic all by itself. But I, I wanted to address that qu- just up front as we talk about our sense of self and how pornography impacts it, because this impacted my faith and my faith in myself and my faith in my Heavenly Father. And I, that's probably one of the more difficult aspects of the way that we struggle with pornography because we just we feel unworthy i felt unworthy i don't know about you guys right the second conversation that i was having with myself about how much effort and willpower i would put into you know this time being the last time that really left me with a lowered sense of self my my confidence would start to diminish to understand how this conversation i was having with myself about how this would be the last time started to break my confidence I think we have to understand what self-confidence is. So self-confidence is three things. It's our capacity to know that we can deal with difficulty, including difficult emotions, thoughts, feelings, and urges. Uh, Next, it's our capacity to believe what we want to believe about ourselves, including that we are good and worthy and that God loves us and that we're lovable. Lastly, it's our ability. So this is self-confidence is also our ability to believe ourselves that we are going to do what we say we will do, including stopping or starting a behavior or completing a task or a goal like quitting a porn habit. So let me break this down for you. And hopefully, you know, this will clarify what may be happening for you around pornography and self-confidence in your life. Like I teach my clients in my membership and in individual coaching, awareness is really key. And the greater your awareness the more likely you are to be able to see the issues as they arise so you can make the appropriate adjustments. So to see how pornography is impacting your sense of self, we're going to break down those three components of self-confidence. So let's start with our capacity to know that we can deal with difficulty, with any difficulty, really. So many of my clients tell me that when the urge to view pornography starts, they get this sense of inevitability. And I think I've had that sense myself. Basically, it's like no matter what they do, they're eventually going to give in. That is really this sense that it's going to be too difficult and eventually pornography or this urge to choose pornography is going to overpower them. The most difficult things that most of us interact with are our unwanted thoughts, right? On a daily basis, unwanted thoughts, feelings, and urges are probably the most difficult thing that we deal with based on the reality that most of us don't live very difficult lives. Uh, you know, barring some tragic events in your life, you know, living in the United States and being, you know, just a regular person in that sphere, we have food, we have shelter, we, most of us, again, and this isn't everybody, of course, but these are some basic issues that, you know, 100 years ago, people were dealing with them that, you know, you you were worried that something was going to kill you most of the time. Um, The problem with these things, you know, the idea that, you know, I have these difficult thoughts, feelings, urges, 
and I can't just get rid of them is, is a real issue. Like we can't just shove them off the stage and we can't just think different thoughts. We can't ever outrun them and we have to engage in them with them in an appropriate way that doesn't turn our internal dialogue into a battle between what feels good right now and who I want to be. So when my clients learn the skills they need to approach this internal dialogue differently, then they practice those skills and their capacity to know how they can deal with these difficult situations goes up. You know, the deep dive into, you know, we and we deep dive into this in our live coaching calls so you can see what that's, you know, what what's working for you, what's not working for you. But this idea that I have this thought and it's it's going to keep bombarding me until I deal with it. And the only ways that I know how to deal with it are to run from it or to try and push it away or to try and put a different thought in that space. Those particular skills are not working for internal problems. Those are great for external problems, right? So if something's attacking you, you can run from it. If someone is uh, coming up to you and yelling in your face, you can push them, uh, you know, but the idea that you can do that with your thoughts just it it doesn't work and we've talked about that on uh, on multiple occasions but you know it's the pink elephant experiment is what it is so if you want to google that or you can just go through um, my podcast and you can find we talk about the pink elephant experiment a lot but but the idea here is that we have to go through these things we have to deal with them directly so for instance last week Darcy and I we went canyoneering with a group and for Darcy this was this was basically impossible 5 years ago you know if if you sign up for a consult I'll show you the video of Darcy's rappelling experience it was just fantastic um <laughs> uh she was very scared and for her this was a huge hurdle because her mind tells her she's going to die right the entire time she's making these loud noises and closing her eyes all the while asking if the person at the bottom is going to be able to save her, if something goes wrong, you know, the, the person who's belaying, if you don't know anything about rappelling, there's a guy at the bottom who holds the rope. So if you go limp and you like just pass out, he can actually stop you from going down too fast, right? So in her mind, this was something really difficult. And she did not have a belief that she could do this difficult thing. And after doing it, even though it wasn't pleasant or fun the way that it was for me and for a lot of the people there, she now knows that she can do this thing, even if she doesn't want to. Now, imagine how much more confidence she would have if we did this maybe every single week. This is the same concept that we take into this idea of our capacity to know that we can deal with difficult things. The more we can practice doing this, and when we learn how to deal with these unwanted thoughts, feelings, and urges properly, and do it repeatedly, not only does our self-confidence increase, it becomes more of a habit and habits run themselves. Like you don't have to, you don't have to muster up a lot of willpower and motivation to utilize a habit each time. If you have a habit, it just does it itself. And this is the great thing about learning these skills. You know, most of us have tried willpower over time and that fails. It just does. Willpower and motivation, you know, you have this spike of willpower and motivation when you're caught or when you have a moment or whatever it is. And then over time that fades and it just comes back where you're choosing pornography again. Instead of that, if you can create a habit, you don't need willpower because your brain will just automatically flip a switch and it'll start doing the thing that you've, that you've practiced doing. Uh, 
and and again we've talked about this on other podcasts but the the point of that is you know you look at michael jordan's flu game and i, I referenced this in the podcast that i talked about habits on but michael jordan's flu game right he had now we know food poisoning but he basically he just turned on habits and he started to play the game strictly from a habitual place and that was one of his best games ever right so the next component is that we need to believe what we want to believe about ourselves. We need to be able to believe what we want to believe about ourselves. Now, this is not, I'm not talking about like being a narcissist where, you know, we just believe that we never do anything wrong. We're always right. And, you know, I could be an astronaut or I'll be the president. Like, that's not what I'm talking about here. This is more like a healthy sense of who we are and our inner dialogue isn't beating us up all the time. You know, think of this as believing in yourself and being able to acknowledge that you aren't perfect. Most of us, uh, I, I think a lot of people struggle with this capacity to believe in ourselves and believe what I want to believe about myself. Like uh, some people that are like, I, just, I, I can't do this. I can't solve this. I can't resolve this for myself. And being able to believe not only that I have the capacity to solve problems in my life, but that I can figure anything out. Like that's one of my core beliefs is I can figure anything out. So what this looks like is being able to see both the good and the bad things that you're choosing without making them mean that you are bad while simultaneously being willing to continue growth and change toward being the person that you want to be, the person you desire to be. So when we struggle with pornography habits in our lives, it becomes really difficult to be able to believe in ourselves. Right? We often think about pornography and we think, well, I'm an addict and I'll never be able to overcome this. You know, I've quit this so many times and I just can't see how this is going to be any different. You know, my friend Greg, who I'm going to have on the podcast here in the not too distant future, you know, he was told by his counselor, he's like, you know, he's an addict. You know, him and his wife are in this meeting. Was, the counselor's talking to his wife and she's like, he's an addict. And I probably am jumping the shark by telling you this story now because he, he's probably going to tell it on the on the podcast in a couple of weeks. But you know, this, this person that is supposed to be helping them resolve this challenge is essentially saying, you're never going to get past it, which is like just horrible. You know, believing in ourselves feels futile when that's what you've been told and that's what you've been taught. And it, and it can be super discouraging because we don't have a track record of being able to overcome pornography for good. So we just keep going back to the same old habits when things get difficult. And we've talked about this on other podcasts, but the truth is, you have a skills gap, not a desire gap. Like the person that you're being isn't somebody that, you, you know, is a bad person. The person that you're being is someone that is just not skilled at solving a particular problem. And if you obviously, if you want to learn these skills that you actually need, feel free to set up an appointment with me at zaxbafford.com slash work with Zach. And I, I would love to help you out. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But the most important thing to realize here is that you are looking at your past and you're seeing that you aren't being the person that you want to be. So you might find it difficult to believe in yourself without feeling like you're trying to be fake about your reality, which then impacts your self-confidence. So this is a this is a fine dance. And I think this is a tough, this is probably one of the tougher components of this particular issue because I'm not saying to you, hey, you should just believe you can do it and that will solve everything. Because that's not true. That's not how it really works. What you do need to do is be able to say, I can believe in my own capacity to learn. I can believe in my own capacity to solve. I can believe in my own capacity to make the changes. I just need someone to show me the way. 
that's a different thing than, oh, I'm just going to solve this and it's going to be over in a second. That's not the same thing. Uh, and also, you know, what you're really looking forward for here is more than anything, a belief in your own self-worth. You know, a lot of people, they come to me and they're like, I'm just a terrible human. And that's not true. You're not. You are worthy. You are loved at the very least by your mother and God. Those two people love you. Uh, Jesus gave his life so that you could have this, um, the capacity to change. That is literally, to me, that's literally what the atonement is about, right? So like agency is the purpose for being here. Uh, aside from being, you know, having joy, agency, I think, is our path to joy. But, you know, we could talk about that theologically another time. But this idea is agency is here and the atonement allows us to change. Those are those are the two main components of existing here on this earth. And if we can't change, if we can't see ourselves worthy of the atonement, it's tough. It's tough to like really be able to change or be the person we want to be. And it's kind of, a you know, you spend a lot of time just punching yourself in the face. And that's not really... That's not really helpful, I don't think. So let's talk about the last thing, which is trusting ourselves to do what we say we will. And I think this is probably one of the, it's, you know, it's right on par with this, with the other one we just talked about. It's pretty hard, right? Our ability to trust ourselves to do what we say we will is really impacted around this particular issue. So you might not be able to see this one right away. And if not, that's okay. But for me, no matter how many times I told myself, this was the last time, I kind of somehow knew that it wouldn't be. So in fact, I can remember very clearly as a kid living in a place called Chugiak, Alaska, which is up by Eagle River, which is out by Anchorage, right? So it's middle of nowhere, really. And I was just sitting in my bedroom and I was thinking, you know, this will be the last time that I masturbate and then I'm going to give it up. Now, this was pre-internet in my home. Uh, it was kind of pre-internet, really. For most people's is like 19, it was pre-1994. So <laughs> most people did not have internet in their homes in 1994. And I, I didn't really have any sort of regular access to pornography. So this was just kind of my hormone-driven exploration of self, but I felt like I had to put it behind me. Now that was probably the start of a, of a regular cycle of telling myself, you know, this is going to be the last time going a period of time, maybe only an hour, sometimes it was a year then going back to it and starting the whole thing over, right? When when we don't do what we say we will, it becomes difficult to trust ourselves. Here I was, I was saying, this is going to be the last time I'm going to do this. And then I would go back to doing that very same behavior. How do you trust that person? I mean, like, you probably know somebody or you're like, hey, can you do this? And they go, yeah. And then they don't do it. You don't trust them to do it again. And, you know, it's it's one of those things that is really problematic for me. And I think most people struggle with this around pornography. You know, we also probably also know somebody that when they say, I'm going to do X, they just do that at all costs, right? So my dad is a really good example of that for me because, you know, going back to Alaska, my dad was suffering from a condition called gout. It's basically a buildup of uric acid in your feet from eating meat and your body's just not able to process that uric acid in the meat. And it settles in in your toes, actually. And this happens to be really, really painful. Like you just bump your toe on something and it's fall down on the floor, painful. Um, so one day my dad just decided he was going to be a vegetarian. Like that day was basically the last day he ate meat. It was really simple. Um, 
and he just like made this choice and i watched this from the outside and it seemed like yeah that's doable right you can just stop eating meat some of us find this impossible when it comes to pornography and as a result our confidence and our sense of self pretty much plummet whenever we've promised to ourselves or to others that we would give up our undesirable habit and we just we just don't so what can we do instead and i think this is really important because most of us have been, you know, you, you're listening through this and you're like, yep, I get it. Yes, that makes sense to me. Yes, I can see how that's working in my life. But what do I do about that? So the first thing that you or really anyone who's struggling with an unwanted or diminished sense of self can do is to start to become aware of the ways that your mind is interacting with these three standards of self-confidence. Just being aware. So if you have to go back and watch this again or listen to this again, but being aware is half the battle and being able to solve this issue in our minds is really just starting with awareness is going to begin to give you more power, more capacity than you even knew was possible. And your mind's a really powerful tool. And as you start to observe it, you're going to see how it can be helpful and hurtful. Being aware, for instance, that your mind is telling you that choosing porn is inevitable and that you might as well give in can be a cue for you to take a step back and maybe utilize a, a mindfulness technique that you've been taught or that you know you learned through the process of going through this overcoming pornography. And taking that step back and observing your mind is a huge advantage that you can use to see what discomfort your mind is trying to avoid. So think about this, right? So your brain's like, hey, let's look at porn. We all know that feeling. We all know what that looks like. We all know like we're scrolling through Instagram or we're scrolling through uh, it, whatever it is, watching the news or reading the news. And our brain's like, oh, you could go check that out on the internet, right? And now you can see it. Oh, is this inevitable? Now, initially, you're probably going to fight it, right? That's what you've been doing up to this point. You fight it, you push back. You're like, no, I'm not going to do that. And it keeps offering, keeps offering, keeps offering. And you get to this place where you're like, oh, this is inevitable. You can just take that moment and step back. Humans are the only creatures that can do this. We can become the watchers of our own consciousness, which is a really weird idea if you think about it. Like your brain is doing some gymnastics, which is your consciousness, and you take a step back from that, and you're watching the consciousness that you are weird, right? So just being able to observe that and go, why am I, why am I so uncomfortable? Being aware of that, just taking a few deep breaths, being calm. So this is a mindfulness te technique, taking some deep breaths, observing that just as a somewhat disinterested third party, like what's happening here. The same way you might watch somebody in a cafe, like you're sitting there, you're having lunch in a cafe or in a restaurant, you're watching them, and you're like, what's happening over there? That's interesting. Why are they doing that? And being aware of that, and I go into a lot of these different techniques in, in my course, but taking that process and watching through it and taking a step back, that's this huge advantage that you have. And getting good at being able to step back is probably the most effective thing that you can do. And then to assist that is just be kind to yourself. Right. So as you're sitting there and you're watching it, you're part of your brain saying, well, we shouldn't have these thoughts or I'm a terrible person for thinking I should look at porn or all that stuff. Just be like, hey, it's OK. I don't know how to do this differently yet. I'm working on it and I'm going to figure it out. It's OK. I, I'm OK. You're OK. 
just be kind to yourself. I think this is probably one of the biggest issues that I deal with with most of my clients where they beat themselves up and they push and they push and they push and then they feel like I, I can never solve this. And when you feel terrible about a thing that you're working on, you want to work on it less. Instead of feeling terrible about a thing that you're working on, feel good about it. Like, and, and I know it's, it's like super simple to say. It's a lot harder to do. So practice. Keep practicing. All right, my friends. You, I want you to know that you can have a better sense of self, not only as you, uh, as you continue to view pornography, right? You don't have to just stop pornography to get the good sense of self that you want. It, it will help, but it's not the only way. Getting a good sense of self, by the way, is going to help you solve pornography. So being aware of this aspect of what your brain's doing is going to be huge for you. All right, my friends, I will talk to you next week. Have a great week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills That Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link. And if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.